the organization's perception of Wichita is the reason why we're here. Right. Um, it's it's because of where this place is going to go and where it's already been. We're at the dawn of a new era mm-hmm. of what you know it's going to be, what it's going to mean to be a Wichita. <laughs> Today's guest is Bob Molette. Bob is the assistant general manager of the current AAA baseball team, the New Orleans Baby Cakes, who are moving to Wichita in April of 2020. We talk about his journey to the sports industry, what Wichita can expect in the next year from the new baseball team, and much more. Enjoy my conversation with Bob Molette. All right, I'm here with Bob Molette. How are you doing, Bob? I'm good. How, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. We're just here in the construction trailer right next to the soon-to-be new stadium, um, also recently deceased Lawrence Dumont Stadium, so yep. we're just here to talk some baseball. So how's it going? It's it's going well. Just actually came from uh, practice today with League 42, so uh, just helping an assistant coaching the Giants there. Their age group is 12, 13, and 14, so uh, worked on a lot of ground balls today. That's very cool. And then just real quick, for people that don't know, can you talk a little bit about the League 42? Yeah, so League 42 is uh, a public league that's in uh, the Wichita area. Um, essentially how it works is it's a league – that uh, Bob Lutz kind of designed to where it gives affordable uh, opportunities for kids to play. So by by that meaning affordable, it costs thirty dollars per family. So when I mean per family, if you have six kids, it's thirty dollars flat. If you have two That's kids, incredible. it's thirty dollars flat. Um, they've they've done a really great job of raising funds, uh, getting donations. I don't know if you guys have, or most recently they had their bats and equipment stolen. So they actually. Um, came up with the drive and were able to get a bunch of equipment for the community. So it was, it's just crazy to see, and it, it, it's really fun. So. Wow, that's very cool. So is that funding, is that like individual funding? Do they do like event fundraising? Do you yeah. know how that works? So, you know, they do sponsors, and they do, mm-hmm. they have all those types of sponsors um, for that. But, yeah, a lot of that is just funding for the league. Um, on opening day, they had an anonymous donor donate a quarter of a million dollars to the organization. Wow. Um, and they want to remain anonymous. I need to find out who anonymous is. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> so if you're listening, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> thank you for Wichita. Um, so can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah. What you do? Where you're from? Yeah. So um, you know, I'm the assistant general manager of the the soon to be Wichita baseball 2020 uh, team here. Um, I still am responsible for doing some things in New Orleans. Um, mm-hmm. As we're excited that baseball is coming here in 2020, baseball is coming to an end there. 2019 so um there's still day-to-day things that they you know operate operationally that i need to be kind of making sure is happening whether it's the marketing whether we're you know getting down on our merchandise inventory those types of things so mm-hmm. i'm going kind of back and forth with that um so i was in new orleans for about three years prior to this okay i, I came here i'm an official resident as of the 20th of march You're so welcome oh yep thank <laughs> you um i am uh, i currently am in riverside but before that um, I was in New Orleans for about two and a half years. Um, I was responsible for helping uh, with their rebrand. So mm-hmm. uh, the baby cakes were originally the Zephyrs. Still um, in New Orleans? Yep, yep. Okay, interesting. Um, and so the Zephyrs actually uh, came from Colorado in 93 when the Colorado Rockies expanded into Major League Baseball. Okay. So um, that name actually came with 
with the team to New Orleans when they had had that name for a long, long time. Hmm. So um, when you know new ownership group came in, uh, you know with with Lou and Matt and all those guys, uh, they wanted to kind of give the the brand a little bit of a facelift, mm-hmm. and so uh, they wanted to rebrand. So um, they decided that they wanted to go with the Baby Cakes. Now it's a long story of how the Baby Cakes name comes, but I can, as short as possible, it's a a Mardi Gras thing. Mm -hmm. So um, if you've heard of King Cake, um, if you haven't heard of King Cake, um, I say it's equivalent to almost like a cinnamon roll. Um, But what happens is during the Mardi Gras season, you bring a King Cake to a function. So whether it's a barbecue or a crawfish boil or something, not really crawfish because it's not in season, but any of those types of things, um, this thing can be decorated in any way you want. It can have traditional Mardi Gras colors. It can have red, white, and blue. You can have cream cheese in it. I mean, mm-hmm. it's crazy how they do these things. But what happens is you essentially uh, bring the cake, and you cut it into slices. And then what will happen is one lucky person, or unlucky, should we say, mm-hmm. uh, they will get uh, the piece with a little plastic baby. And so what that means is that if you get the plastic baby, then you have to bring the king cake. To right. The, to keeps the it going. Next, keep, keeps it going to the next event. So um, I've I've only had that happen to me once. Some people get it every time they <laughs> they get the thing. Um, so essentially, playing with the minor league stuff. If you think about New Orleans and you think about Mardi Gras, there's that area. Should we say is jam packed with a bunch of things. So when right. you think king cake, you're not thinking. You're not thinking of a specific king cake, you're thi- or you are sp- thinking of a specific king cake. You're thinking, though, of who the bakery is. Is it Randazzo's? Yeah. Is it Dalfong or something like that? So if we wanted to be the king cakes, we would be lost in that shuffle because that's what people would automatically think. Right. So the term baby cake is literally a coined minor league yeah, baseball term, and so that's kind of what we went with. So um, so, I, so I obviously was with the rebrand there. Mm-hmm. I, I got there in uh, – October of 2016, where I was previously in the California League uh, starting in 2013. So I worked okay. for the Class A affiliate at the time, the Colorado Rockies, the Modesto Nuts. Okay. Um, and how I got that job, um, I started as an intern at 28 years old. My career path is way different than I think most people's mm-hmm. career path in, in sports. Usually a lot of people start in sports and stay in sports and in sales. Right. I was actually in retail management for years mm-hmm. um, and was in internet marketing as well. So I worked for a startup. Okay. I worked in the corporate. And so there was just an opportunity for me when I was sitting in my office in Santa Monica where it's 75 degrees every day and there <laughs> doesn't rain. Um, I was like, you know what? I, I like that I can make my own hours here, but I don't particularly like that I'm in front of a computer all day. I love right. to use Excel and I love to do all that, but I think I need to really – this is my last shot to do it. And some circumstances kind of were in that favor to where I got to restart over. Mm-hmm. And so essentially I got my job as I looked for a lot of different jobs at the time, you know, I interviewed for New York Yankees, interviewed for Arizona Diamondbacks. I always get to like the last point, but I could never get it. And yeah. so I went to a job placement agency in my hometown of Modesto because that's where I grew mm-hmm. up. Um, and I was like, hey, I, n- I need to find a job. I need to be a responsible individual here. Yeah. The sports dream is probably not going to happen, so I need to go do something with the skills I have. So the guy interviews me, Chris uh, Chris Peterson, uh, and he's going to help me find a job. And he's like, hey, man, your, app- your application, you have way more experience than most people who come to do this. What do you really want to do? And I'm like, I want to be in sports. That's what I've been trying yeah. to get into. It's just been difficult. And so what he said was, hey, I know the guy over in Modesto, the GM, 
I was like, oh, I applied for you yesterday when you look at my resume. He goes, the guy owes me a favor, so <laughs> let's go ahead and give me your resume, and I'll send it over. So yeah. we send it over, and I get a call the week after um, for it. So to set up an interview and everything. The only reason that I got the call was the GM remembered my last name from when I was a parker back in 2001, or a parking attendant oh in 2001, yeah. my very first job ever. And wow. so he was the director of uh, PR and, and marketing at the time. Uh -huh. He since stayed in Modesto as long as he did, and he wow. was the GM. So that's kind of full circle. Yeah, and that's that, really cool. And now, you know, I, I would have never thought that I would get into sports. I would have never thought I'd been in New Orleans and then never thought I'd be living in Wichita. So, yeah, that's quite a yeah. journey. Yeah. That's incredible. Um, yeah, that's – I mean, yeah, a lot of people, if, if that's their dream, like out of college, maybe there was a college athlete or something, and then they got straight into sports. But – Going yeah. the long route, it's a little yeah. bit different, but yeah. cool. I mean, it's another reason to follow your – I mean, what you want to do. Don't yep. just sit there being happy, but yeah, very cool. Um, so how did you get in – did you know you wanted to do baseball? You said you wanted to get back into sports, and so yeah. what's your history of your past with baseball? So, um, you know, I grew up playing baseball, obviously, like a lot of – a lot of mm -hmm. young boys I grew up playing baseball when I was, you know, five, six years old. Yeah. My mom actually taught me to pitch. Yeah. Um, that's, you know, how she, she grew up around the game with my granddad and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, and so I just played, uh, you know, we're at a point in time where um, I wanted my skills to get better. My mom could only give me so much. And so I, w I attended San Francisco Giants camps over the summer. Nice. Um, that's really and cool. So that's where I really learned the fundamentals of the game, how to play it the right way, everything like that. And mm -hmm. I mean, I loved it. Like, I literally... I think I would always walk – I would always go wherever we would go because during the summer my mom would commute into the Bay Area, and so I would always bring my bat, always bring my ball, always bring my glove, everything like that. And, uh, you know, I, I really just loved the game for a long time. And then I took a little bit of a hiatus off it because, uh, mm -hmm. you know, my experience in, in high school as a coach and everything like that, and I yeah. was into soccer for a little bit as well. Sure. But then, you know, as I, you know, kind of got back into it, I mean, that's just – I just love it, you know, so much. So – I know for me, you know, sports, I think, was to get in the door, to get in the sports. But mm -hmm. ultimately, I'm doing what I want to do. I'm working for a baseball team, um, you know, obviously a AAA baseball team, which is awesome. Yeah. Uh, but I love – I just love the grind of what you have to do, um, whether it's from a player perspective, because I don't think a lot of people realize there's 160 minor league baseball teams. There's six levels of minor league baseball. And I, some, I didn't know that. And That's some the, unreal. And some of these guys, you know, they – pursue their dream and they have about four to six years to try to do it and some guys might get called up for one day and that's the only mlb experience they yeah. ever see in their entire life but they get to tell that story and you know it's very similar for us in the, the front offices you know well you know they're grinding it out doing a hundred and you know 40 games a season you know we're we're working all 70 games a season you know mm -hmm. we're getting there at 8 a.m in the morning to pull the tarp off because we probably had to leave it on make sure the field doesn't burn right and we're staying until you know 11 30 when the final final you know fi final firework yeah. shoots off so i just know that this is kind of where i want to be and i mean i love the sport so much so i love what i do and yeah. i get to do you know do it in a in a realm where that's that's what i love i mean it's sure it's kind of where we're at so yeah you can tell how much you love it like just yeah. in your voice that's yeah. awesome that you found something you love like that what's the day in life look like are you a lot i know right now it's probably a little different than past years and probably yeah. different than what it's gonna be in the future being yeah. in wichita versus new orleans but what does the day in the life look like are you on a lot of the behind the scenes stuff are you helping with the team directly yeah so um so right now so it, it's weird this will be my first 
season that I didn't work any baseball games. Normally, you mm-hmm. work all 70 baseball games, mm-hmm. um, depending if stuff happens, weddings, whatever. But, you know, every every front office staff works the entire day and then does mm-hmm. that. Um, so as of right now, you know, we have a brand that we need to develop here. Right. Um, I, we started with that process, you know, in, I'd say, early January. I was out here with another, you know, a, a couple other people that are part of the branding group. We went, you know, I think that's how we even connected. Yeah, um, for sure. As I was mm-hmm. kind of, see, you know, seeking that out. Um, and so we sat down for three days, you know, 15-hour days with you know, probably 300 people around the community just kind of getting, you know, learning a lot more about Wichita. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that no matter what you do, you can't just go into a market and go, okay, this is what it's going to be. You really need right. to understand what the market is. Listen to people. Uh, yeah, and the market is totally different than here than it is in New Orleans. And in the New Orleans market is totally different than it is in California. So mm-hmm. we really are just working on trying to find a brand and a feel that is representing – almost everyone in Wichita. Um, you know, we, we understand how the dynamic of what has happened in the last 150 years and how things are shifting. We want to pay homage to the past, but we also want to, you know, showcase right. what is what is about to happen, you know, or what is happening right now. You can see it all mm-hmm. over the city. So, um, so, yeah, so that's kind of really wh- what we've been focused on. For me, mm-hmm. um, you know, I run the social media accounts, the Twitter, the Facebook, the Instagram funny story about that was I was running those and still living in New Orleans so yeah. every time I would come here I would pop as many pictures as possible sure. so I think the opening stuff is literally all the statues down on Douglas yeah. had the hat on or something like that mm-hmm. um, now that I'm here and I'm at the monarch you know a little bit easier. Right by the, it's a little bit easier but so working on that and then um, I think it, it, the community stuff too so you know you Jay's our president he's gonna go on he's gonna talk to you know the Cokes he's gonna talk to you know spirit airway yeah. you know the, all those types of things you know, I've actually tried to meet as many of the superintendents within a 25 mile radius yeah. um, of the area because, you know, that's going to be a very important key. You know, we're going to want to be in the community. We're going right. to want to help schools, um, not only, you know, whether it's, you know, go read a book or career fair, but, you know, we're going to be employing, you know, yeah. 300, 400 people. So we want to have yeah. that kind of that labor base where we know we that's can cool. go get strong individuals like that. as well. So, especially interns. So, yeah, I mean, it's a little bit right now of everything. Uh, the only good thing that uh, – I wouldn't say the only good thing, but the thing that I don't have to do is any games because there's obviously no games yeah. to be played. So Nice. A little yeah. bit different. Yep. Mix it up. Um, how, what was the perception – what was your perception of Wichita or the organization's perception come before coming here, and maybe how has that changed since you've lived here a little bit? Yeah, so uh, I'd say the, organiza- the organization's perception of Wichita is the reason why we're here. Right. Um, it's, it's because of where this place – is going to go and where it's already been you know um you just look down at douglas of all the stuff that's popping up there you know a lot of locals locally Mm -hmm. owned stuff is up there i think the potential for this city in the next 10 to 20 years is i don't think i think we're just literally sitting at the infancy of what this is going to be um and i think that the best part about it is how involved the community is with these things, you know, mm-hmm. like even, you know, even when they went to, you know, that uh, the city council meeting about the land and everything like mm-hmm. that, you know, the fact that there were people there for six hours asking questions, whether yeah. you agreed with their questions or not, shows they care. And I think that is probably the biggest perception that we have gotten is we love, you know, and that's why with this branding, it's so difficult because, you could just put some minor league twist on and say this is what it is, but we really want 
this brand to be a representation of this city. So, yeah. and and I'll tell you, I've been I've been impressed with it. I mean, just to connect with you know people like you, or you know, I, we were just uh, hanging out with uh, Miss Wichita, seeing what she yeah. can do. Um, I mean, the fact that everyone here has just been so nice and so welcoming. Um, it's been awesome. So um, good. I, I, I love it. I really do. I'm yeah. glad to hear you've had a good experience yeah. so far, and we're excited to have another big team. I think w- – I don't remember the history exactly, but I think we had a double-A team. I think the Wranglers were double-A yep. back 10 years ago or yeah. so, and then we got the Wingnuts. But now it's good to have, like, a, a big team. I mean, this yeah. should be and hopefully will be Wichita's team yep, that yep. we can really get hyped up about. Well, a lot of people forget this is going to be the only professional baseball team in Kansas, the yeah. state of Kansas. Yeah, that's a good so point. So, like, and it's a, at the highest of minor league baseball you can be. That's so. really cool. Very cool. So what was some of the feedback you received from when you and the group met with Wichitans about the team and like what to expect? Maybe it was about the name feedback or yeah. what to expect. What was that? What was some of that feedback? Well, I think one of the biggest takeaways we got is this place is on the rise. Mm-hmm. I think everyone knows what the potential of this place is. They see that it's going in the right direction. Uh, they see, you know, they see that we are in a from what I learned is, you know, in the last 150 years, every 50 years has been kind of a transformational kind of push mm-hmm. towards the next era. We're at the dawn of a new era mm-hmm. of what, you know, it's going to be, what it's going to mean to be a Wichitan. Yeah. Um, so with, you know, this river development, uh, you know, that's going to be happening with the baseball stadium here. And, you know, the biggest thing, too, is we obviously the baseball team is going to be a catalyst really just blow up this area yeah um the development down there i think is going to be crucial we're going to want to activate the river i think but people are ready um i think they they know that we got to make a step we got to make the moves and make a step in the right direction and if we can do that then we're going to be successful and they're willing to do it and that's why we've you know that's why we got the star bonds for the stadium and that's why they approved you know the 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 land deal with the you know with the development everything like that very cool. That's awesome. Um, and what has there been many? So you guys just went through this. I mean, a few years ago, pretty much not moving cities necessarily, but rebranding. Yeah. What similarities have you seen or differences besides? I mean, obviously, like moving locations, but with like the rebrand naming and trying yeah. to make it the city's own team. Um, you know, I think the thing is that we're going to find that will be consistent is going to be that not everyone's going to like the name. Right. Um, it just yeah. you can't, can't please everybody. everybody. You can't yeah. do that. I think that will no matter what be what it is. Um, I think that's going to be a similarity. I think the best opportunity we have, regardless of what the name is or what the brand is, is what our commitment to the community is. Mm-hmm. And I think that's with any brand, right? That's what that's why you buy whatever you buy. You mm-hmm. buy your Nike shoes because may, maybe they're cool, but there's some sort of commitment that that company has done for you, whether it's in, you know whether it's what they do socially or whether mm-hmm. it's what they do with recycled, you know, whatever. Right. Um, I think that's going to be the most important. That will be the similarity too. And New Orleans, I mean, when when they were the baby cakes, we had we had people who loved it, and we had people who hated it, you know. Um, but as long as you have that, then you can get the people who maybe aren't necessarily a fan of the name. You can get them into the ballpark and give them the experience of their life, and then yeah. that story is over. Hundred you know? percent. Yeah. And I think that's uh, what will be a similarity with this right now. Mm-hmm. Um, the difference, I think, in this process is because we're trying to make sure that this is a professional high-level baseball team mm-hmm. and we want it obviously it's minor league baseball but we know that this is kansas's team yep um the name selection has not been as easy as you <laughs> would think because we're not looking for super outlandish yeah things you know there's things that people you know there's names. i've seen a few that are pretty ridiculous yeah so. yeah yeah so um you know look you go you go 
you go to the trademark baby cake, that's easy, right? There's there's no such thing as a baby cake. So right. when you go get the trademark stuff back and they're like, oh, that's that's a low risk, you can shoot right in there. But if we're trying to do something that is going to be a professional, you know, elegant, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, name, then, you know, going through a trademark has been a little bit more difficult. Oh, I bet. So. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, I've, I've talked to a few people around here just about the name baby cakes and they're again it's either people love it or hate it and they're like well i'm glad they're not going to keep that are they and that kind of thing or some people love it and they would wouldn't be mad about it but i i like how diligently you guys went about finding that name and finding something that like means a lot to new orleans and i know you guys are trying to do that for wichita and i think people will uh, just looking at uh like online social media and forums and stuff Mm -hmm. what people were recommending it's interesting to see certain themes some people want aircraft related some people hate it they're like no stay away from some people want wheat related again stay away from it so yeah we heard all that too i mean that was uh you know we we recognize this is the air capital of the world Mm -hmm. but we also recognize that everyone and their brother's doing that so you know we want to pay homage to these things yeah um so i think you're gonna find we'll have a pretty robust brand portfolio and a little bit for everyone right do you think there'll be any hurdles uh so like we had the wing nuts Mm -hmm. up until recently um do you think there or will be any struggle getting because attendance? I mean, I don't I don't know how, know any numbers or anything, but yeah. I know like I mean people went to the games, but I don't know if it was like ever grand slam as far as yeah uh, getting people to attend. What do you, what hurdles do you see there? Um, I don't I don't necessarily see them as hurdles. I think it's just a challenge. That's why we got to be in the community mm-hmm. with the schools. That's why we got to be you know we got to be able to give you know fundraising opportunities yeah uh, we got to give more than what we get back yeah and you know if we give more than what we get back then that's going to translate to sure. people in the seats um i think too you know with with the wing nuts and, and i don't obviously i wasn't here when that was uh-huh. happening you know that's independent league baseball right. where they're running they're running everything right so minor league baseball we don't run anything with the players right we don't take care of them we don't pay their salaries we don't call victor victor up or tell him to okay. go down if we you know if if jay calls you know, Derek Jeter and says, hey, I need you to send Victor Victor down. We're playing Round Rock. <laughs> Derek Jeter's going to be like, hey, just focus on your team. All right? <laughs> um, so we don't have those hurdles that we have. Now, yeah. look, we can activate those those guys to come out, and, and we will activate them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think at the end of the day, it's just this has got to be a destination spot. Yeah. It can't just be about baseball. Sure. Okay, there's got to be the Star Wars night. There's got to yeah. be, you know, some goofy bobblehead giveaway. We got to change yeah. our – we got to do a – what could have been night or, you know, we'll probably do Copa in year two, like those types mm-hmm. of things. There's got to be a little bit for everyone at the ballpark. And I think that you see that now um, with just even major league, you know, you go to a bunch of stadiums. Now there's something for everyone. I mean, yeah. being in California, I, I went to AT&T park now, Oracle park, you know, there's, there's a, there's a beer garden, you know, you can yeah. get any type of food that you want. It's not just, ha- you know, hamburgers yeah, yeah. and hot dogs and popcorn. So I think you'll find that when you come to a come to a game, whether you're the hardcore baseball enthusiast, those are the ones that are going to have the full mm-hmm. season tickets. Will come, they'll get what they want. Right. There's going to be something for the kids. There's going to be something for the parents. As long as there's that experience, then we'll always drive the attendance in. But if we try yeah. to just cater towards the baseball, then that's not what we do. We always argue right. that you know we're we're not in the business of baseball. We're in the business of making memories. You know, Absolutely. and that memory doesn't need to be what happened in the middle of the fifth inning. You know, with 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 the Wichita team. Yeah, um, it could be so-and-so got a first pitch or so-and-so was on the video board because whenever we go talk to people um and you know they talk about their experiences they never talk about the game they always talk about what they remember well yeah so-and-so got to 
someone got to go up on the video board. They got to play in the on-field game. Like, those are the things that they talk about. Right, and they remember forever, for sure. Yep. Who, I mean, I don't watch a whole lot of baseball on TV, but I love going to games. And I know a lot of people that are similar. They love the experience of the ballpark, yep. regardless of what level, but yep. they don't necessarily like watching TV. So, again, it's yep. that experience. They're not there necessarily for just for the game. Yeah. That's cool. Um, is there a lot of bouncing back and forth between the majors and triple triple A? So uh, there there is. Um, so the way it kind of really works is, you know, so you have six levels of minor league baseball, like I was saying mm-hmm. before. You have you have rookie ball and you have short season. So rookie ball and short season are for the guys who get drafted after okay. high school and their college, right? Because it overlaps with the season. Right. So then you have A, then you have A advanced, you have double A. And then you have AAA, which is us. Right. So a lot of prospects now is kind of the trend. Will kind of shoot through to AA, mm-hmm. and then they'll throw them up in Major League Baseball to see if they can sink make or the swim. jump. Yeah. And if they can make that jump, and if they can't make that jump, then they'll come down to AAA. A lot of guys will kind of go up, and they'll and they'll go down. Yeah. They, there, there is a lot of bouncing back of what happens. I mean, there's guys who have played you know minor league baseball for ten years, like uh, Isaac Galloway. He played, I don't know exactly how many years, but he hit a long time, and he just got called up last year to go right. play at the end of the season. I mean, testament to the guy just grinding it out and, like, just always being in that level, going back and forth. And he came back down, and, you yeah. know, with yeah. the baby cakes this year. So, yeah, there is – those guys kind of go back and forth. Yeah, that's interesting because I, I, we lived down in Corpus Christi for a year for uh, my work, and so we saw some of that. I think they were – Astros, I think they were a little bit lower level, but it was yeah. interesting. You'd recognize a few of the names every now and then yeah, that were yep. popping in and out, and that was yep. kind of cool to see, yeah. or people they were playing against or yep. whoever. Yep. So, And that's, a, that's a, the best part about AAA is that when you got a guy that's doing a um, you know a minor league rehab assignment, mm-hmm. you know he could be coming into town. You, know, you could have John Lester from the Cubs right. be down here because that's closer than having him right. go all the way down to New Orleans or something else. So sure. you do get to see some – you know, some guys, and then you see some guys who are trying to make it back, you know, like Tim Lincecum for a yeah, while. Like, yeah. Won three World Series with the Giants, and then he's sitting there in AAA with Round Rock. You know yeah, what I mean? So that is crazy. crazy. That is crazy. Um, I know, I mean, there's a couple guys from, I mean, relatively close around here. Bubba Starling grew up in Gardner Edgerton, which is close to uh, Kansas City. Okay. And so he, I want to say he was the first pick back in like 2011. That's when I graduated high school. He was the same age. Yeah. And he had. Basket or football, he was all state and like yeah. everything. Had football offers for quarterback, baseball offers. He ended up signing, I want to say, with the Royals. Okay, and had like a nine million dollar signing bonus. I don't know if he's ever seen major league. Yeah, field. so it's crazy, and it's been what eight years now. Yeah. So yeah, it's pretty crazy. And what's crazy with those guys is that um, they don't, you know, the, the the high draft picks they get pushed through the system a lot faster mm-hmm. than just a guy who gets picked in the sixth or ninth sure. round or tenth round or mm-hmm. whatever. So if they've invested a little bit of a signing bonus into it, they'll try to push. Oh yeah, they want their, they want to get that return on yeah, investment. Yeah, yep. And so you know, look, you see some of those guys make it, and some don't. It's an adjustment, you yeah. know. And that's just that's what's crazy about it. Yeah, that'd be tough. What are some of the themes uh, that you guys have planned this year for New Orleans or in the past that yeah. have kind of got people to come out for fun? Okay, so um, if you look kind of over there on the table um you can see there's uh bobbleheads yep, series. Yep. so uh, it's called uh we call that the legends of nola series okay so you have the notches steamboat which is if you ever go to new orleans mm-hmm. you can take the steamboat i'll on actually be there uh, in the fall my brother's playing a football game okay, down there cool. so. so then i'll have to give you a list of things you yeah, have to do absolutely when you're there. yeah so that is that is one of an iconic thing in new orleans that uh you you have to do um, then that gentleman in the suit with the basically piano tie—that's Fats Domino. Oh yeah, he is a legend 
of jazz mm-hmm. jazz music. He passed away last year. Um, and then the guy right behind him is Steve Gleason. So, you know, look, New Orleans loves their Saints. Yeah. I've been to Saints games. They're nuts. They're crazy. You yeah. just see the Superdome get rocking. You know, when Katrina hit, um, you know, it was very devastating. Absolutely. And, you know, look, being in California, you just see it on TV. You only see kind of what the news. But actually living in those spots and then seeing where things were flooded and things like that, like it's, it's just crazy to yeah. see kind of where it was, right? And so, you know, Steve Gleason makes a – he blocks a punt. I think it's against the Falcons. I'm not sure 100% because mm-hmm. I'm not a big, huge yeah, Saints yeah. fan. But he basically blocks a punt and really sends the message that Saints football is back and ready to That's go. Cool. So he also suffers from ALS. Oh, wow. Um, but he's out. So he has the Gleason Foundation. So he is uh, – he's one of the other – he's not bobbling. You know, he's a mm-hmm. figurine because we obviously wanted to make sure that we were being appropriate with that because yeah. ALS is, you know, it's a very d- tragic yeah, it's you know, disease. But if you get all three of them, and you could take it, you could check it out, you know, w- when we leave. If you get all three of them, it actually makes the base of the greater Wichita neighborhoods. Nice. So you'll have, like, you know, yeah, the yeah. French Quarter, you have the CBD, uh-huh. you'll have uh, Lakeview, all that. So you have to get them all That's cool. to make it kind of do the base. I like so that. So that was something um, that we were able to come up with, which I thought came out pretty cool. And then you see right there, we have that NOLA in the upside down. That's mm-hmm. a Stranger Things. Yep. That's exactly the same colors the kid wears in the Stranger Things cap. Right. So that's that's coming out. Um, another one that we're doing that I like is called Kids Take Over. Mm-hmm. So essentially what we'll do is we'll have about 20, 25 kids come interview with the, the AGM. They did it last year with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and what they'll do is they'll job shadow all our full-time people for the game. Wow. Um, so, cool. you know, they'll 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 get their, you know, lanyards, they'll get T-shirts, they'll get all that stuff, and they'll get to take over, which is really cool is we'll be giving out a coloring book mm-hmm. um, to the first 1,000 fans. But how we worked, uh, w- how we teamed up with it is this kid from uh, NOCA, which is a school of the arts, a public school. Mm-hmm. He's an artist. He sketched. He actually designed our tricentennial jerseys last year. Wow. And so the players wore those on the field, mm-hmm. and then we donated all the proceeds from the auction back to the school. He's going to be doing a coloring book of about eight to ten places that you have to go when you're in Jefferson Parish, which wow. is right next to Orleans Parish. Uh-huh. So he's sketching that all right now as we do it as a coloring book. So they'll be Amazing. like, hey, go to NOLA Motorsports. Yeah. Hey, make sure you go to a Baby Cakes game. Like, And it'll be a car- it'll be, uh, you know, black and white coloring book so that they can – the kids can color it, but at the same time, all the information yeah. that mom and dad goes through. That's really cool. We didn't, I didn't know we had that. So that those are some good things we're doing this That's year. That's awesome. I like the shadowing, too, because, I mean, 25 kids get out there. A couple of those kids might be inspired to yep. go follow that dream of being in sports. Yeah. That's no, really cool. It was, a, it, it, it was a cool promotion last year um, when we did it, and so this year I think will be even bigger. Nice, nice. Uh, so what – I don't know if we mentioned it yet. What affiliate is are the Baby Cakes with? So they're with uh, Miami Marlins. Mm-hmm. Um, so – how that works is every minor league baseball team uh, does what's called a player development contract. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they usually last two to four years. They're always on even years so that if a contract doesn't get renewed, there still can be another team for a minor for a minor league team to be affiliated with. Okay. So, for instance, our player development contract's actually up at the end of 2020 with the Marlins. Mm-hmm. So once that season's done, theoretically, we could go find another partner somewhere else depending on what wants to happen but it's always it's always even so that there's always an affiliate to have one so 
for instance, Fresno was a, uh, I wouldn't say a long time. Well, they were a long time Giants affiliate, mm-hmm. and then they lost to Giants because they went up to Sacramento, and they became an Astros affiliate. Mm. Well, then the Astros, uh, the Astros team changed affiliates too, so now they're a uh, Washington Nationals affiliate. Wow. So fre- middle of Fresno, yeah, California, and you got yeah. So, um, th- th- but that is our affiliate at the moment. Okay. So does that happen a lot that people? change affiliate teams yeah uh, affiliates uh, affiliates change uh, i wouldn't say quite often yeah um i think you're starting to see it slow down more because a lot of my major league teams are starting to invest in the minor league yeah. teams as far it as buy certain sense, things yeah um but yeah they change all the time hmm. um it makes the most sense for us to be the marlins affiliate at this point in time being in new orleans but right. then um you know that could change yeah you know, at any sure. time. so but it does it, it just like example with washington and nice and fresno so cool so how are the baby cakes right now? Are they pretty good this year? Looking to be pretty good. So I think they're one game out of first. Mm-hmm. Um, they think they're like twelve and nine. Um, so they're they're not looking bad. I mean, it's going to be one of those years where they might go to the playoffs and yeah. they could win the whole thing. That'd be so, cool. Yeah, yeah it'd be kind of go go out with a bang. Go out there. on top. That'd be yeah. really cool. Um, what league or like how do the leagues work in AAA and what league are the baby cakes in? So we're in the Pacific Coast League. Um, so there's two AAA uh, leagues. There's the International League and the Pacific Coast League. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are uh, currently we are in the South Division. Uh, so there's four. To, there's 16 teams mm-hmm. in um, AAA, and then there's uh, 14 in the Independent League, the, which is the 30 Major League Baseball teams. Sure. Okay. Writing that down. All right. So I think one question that a lot of people are wanting to know is what is the name going to be? No, so yeah. I know there's some trademark stuff going on right yeah. now, but what can you say about that at this time? Well, um, I, I, what I can say is, you know, within probably the next couple weeks, we will probably unveil, you know, about six to seven names to the general public okay. uh, just to to get some feedback, kind of see what they, you know, what they think yeah. of them and, and stuff like that. Um you're not really going to get a formal name announcement, probably not until October, November. Sure. Because that's more most of the time of when minor league baseball teams makes sense. do it, just because of how the schedule works. It's called Logo Vember yeah. for a reason. <laughs> um, so that will pro- that that will be when the the solid name. Hey, this is what we're gonna do. We'll do a we'll do a big you know unveil where we'll yeah. invite you know 500, 600 people to come check it out, put on that's a show. Cool. We did it in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd say out of all the unveils that had happened that year, I, I, I'm biased, but uh, I think we did it the best. Good. So now we have to do it better. Right. That's, that's well, you got a little bit of experience. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Relatively recently. Um, I think some people just want to know what the options are, too. So I think even if the, in the next few weeks or whenever that's coming out, yeah. I think they'll be happy just to see what the potential yep. options are. And, and we're going to have some fun with that, too. So, you know, there's it, we're going to try to um, really get some good feedback rather than, you know, hey, here's the name. We want to say, hey, well, if this was the name, what would you want the mascot to be? Right. Or what would you want the mascot's name to be? Well, if this is name, what kind of colors would you go with? Yeah. Kind of stuff like that. So you'll see that kind of with our social media um, yeah. accounts. That's really kind of going to drive that. Yeah, and we'll definitely be helping share yeah. some of that stuff. Yeah. I know there's, I know AAA lets you be a little more quirky with the names yep. and mascots. I mean, similar to the baby cakes. Yep. Or um, I can't remember what the NHL team is. Uh, Philadelphia, maybe. They've got like this orange monster thing. Oh, it's yeah. like super random, but yeah. like the town loves it. Yeah, like, yep, and yep. so they just really own it, and that's theirs. Yeah, and I think that's something cool too. Yeah. So, um, what's the progress on construction so far? So we started relatively recently, and yeah, going, um, so. I mean it's 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 motoring. Yeah, these guys aren't messing around. So, um, you know, they're 
you know, they're at a point to where they're going so fast that they're almost catching up to design. Mm-hmm. So um, they're, j- I mean, two weeks ago, none of that stuff was even there for the home plate on mm-hmm. games. Right. Um, I mean, and now that's all up. I mean, they're not messing around. It's so we're 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 looking good. Knock on wood. Yeah. Um, but they're they're not messing around. They they know how to get stuff done around yeah, here. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we do. Yeah. Um. So did, are we? What's the timeline? Is that planning on being done like what a couple months before the April twenty? So deadline you're looking or? at March fifteenth. This should be completed. Cool. So that gives okay. us about a full month um, to do some soft openings yeah. and, and events to really get our staff trained because you can't just have them go in there on day one and right. go, hey, That'd be bad this is how, yeah, this is how you need to run the POS. So yeah. um, hopefully we're able to get a, a few events to where we can uh, we can train. Uh, our, our associates to make sure that you know we're ready to rock because right. the one thing about minor league baseball in an opening day is that unfortunately you have to be your best on your very first day of work yeah you know it's not yeah. like hey i can get here and be better down the road but we have to make sure that we're ready to go so right yeah makes sense um so as part of the stadium i think i heard something along the lines of the owners also bought some of the land yes around here so is there any information on what's being developed around here like behind the monarch where we're at or along the yeah. river yeah um you know what there's that's going to be more of a year two thing okay yeah um, that makes sense. i think they're still in their infancy on that uh, there'll be some releases in the next couple weeks mm-hmm. of, of of what the details of that entail right um but as of right now um that's not we're, we're just focused on getting the stadium sure. done. oh yeah that's, a, get, that's enough in itself yeah 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 so once we get the stadium going, I think you'll start you'll we'll start seeing kind of more of what's going on. I, mm-hmm. I honestly don't know what what is planned right. for that right now. So yeah, that's cool. Uh, so w- the building building ish part of the stadium, like where the buildings are, like the bars or beer mm-hmm. gardens, that kind of stuff. Where does that inspiration come from? Are you picking and choosing from stuff that you guys have all experienced at other stadiums? Or well, yeah. So with with that going on, yeah, you, you we've looked at a lot of other stadiums. There's mm-hmm. things that we want to do. There's also a committee. Yeah. Um, you know, there's three people in the city, and then there's three people with the club. So yep. when they mm-hmm. come to bring these things together, sure. they're kind of saying, "Hey, what what's going to make the most sense?" Cool. But yeah, I mean, a lot of stuff is inspired from uh, you know other things that we've seen, whether it's other stadiums and stuff. One thing about minor league baseball, um, you know, we all use and recycle each other's stuff. So mm-hmm. um, it's not like we're you know there's some cool things that will come out initially, but then you'll see a lot of other people jump onto it. Yeah. So it's like the food thing, you know. The food thing, Fresno was the very first ones to do it. So they said they their name, their alter ego food name is the tacos. Yeah. So they um, every Tuesday or Thursday, they're the Fresno tacos. And that brand is That's huge. Yeah. yeah. I think like, I've seen a couple of the Twitter accounts. Or yeah. Something. And it started because they did a, a, they did a taco truck like yeah. showdown right because in fresno that's that's what it's kind thing. of all about it's yeah. a big deal it's central california mm-hmm. um you know so it would always be like well who's got the best taco truck so they started it that way and then they're like why don't we just become the tacos and now like all these teams yeah. are doing these food identities i mean <laughs> kentucky's doing the hot wieners and like yeah, you yeah. just got it's crazy stuff that's funny so what can people expect in the next year kind of what kind of regular updates what else is going on with the team yeah um i mean as far as within the next year i mean if you just follow our social media mm-hmm. like you know construction there's usually something that's posted once a week of kind of what we got going on there um you know like when we start to get ready to, to unveil some names and stuff we'll we'll activate the community there so you know the timeline right now really is i'd say you know 
as far as stuff goes on as it comes, we'll you know we'll name okay whoever the development partners are, yeah. or we'll we'll do this, we'll do that. As we get closer, we'll just say, hey, these are the seven names. What do you think of right. this? So, um, you'll 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 continue to see it if you follow that uh, if you follow the construction cam too. That's over that's yeah. planted on the Hyatt. You see that thing's going up um, every day. So, but yeah, you just I would expect you know once we get to a point where we say all right here are seven names how we unveil that will be yeah. we'll decide what we're going to do there and then as as mo- you know kind of milestones yeah. happen that's what will happen i know in in may late may we're probably going to do a community event out here mm-hmm. on the um construction site uh, similar to what the home plate was yeah. uh, ceremony was but for people the general public to come out definitely on like a saturday or something like that have mm-hmm. few, you know just to kind of come check it out very so. cool um, one issue that I've heard people talk about, and I don't know how much you've been tied into that, but I'm sure you've heard some of it, was about the like the parking. Yeah. So have you? Do you have any information on how that's going to be handled? You know, I don't. I don't. But I know that there's going to be adequate parking. Yeah. Uh, for people to you know make sure that they can come and, right. and walk in a distance. I think also too we got to be cognizant of the fact that you know, again, this stadium is about activating the riverfront. Yeah. It's about activating this area. I mean, the Delano area, mm-hmm. what it is today, the what it was five years ago, is oh, it's, obviously yeah, it's totally so much different. Change, yeah. So look, we 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 want people to come down to the ballpark, obviously come to a game, but we also want them to walk around. Yeah, you know, we want them to ride their bikes and stuff like that. And e- that's a trend that is happening across, I think, with all stadium builds, especially when mm-hmm. you're trying to revitalize kind of a downtown or continue to right. build that up. So I know there'll be adequate parking. Yeah. Um, but you know, it doesn't it doesn't hurt to. You know, do the bike share here, right? Um, yeah. Or you know, hop on your skateboard. I think so. we're getting the scooters this summer, yeah. so I don't know if you've seen those around yeah. different cities. So, so yeah, but there will be there'll be enough parking, that's for sure. Right? Yeah, I think one thing Wichita, and I'm sure some people will be offended by this, but it's like some people in Wichita just need to get used to walking a little more. Sure. Like any other big city, and if we want to get to the next level, we're gonna have to walk a little bit further. Yep. Like, I mean, downtown and Old Town and Delano, everything's kind of growing together, and it's yep. like. It's all within walking distance. Yep. It's pretty reasonable. I mean, I know some people that have traveled a lot, and that, yeah. that's part of it. So. I mean, I literally, and, and this is further than anyone ever needs to walk, but I walked from my place in Riverside to downtown yesterday yeah. because it was such a beautiful day. Yeah. You know, yeah, it took me a little while to get there, but again, like, you know. Yeah, so not that bad. Yeah, so. and then I checked out, you know, by walking. I see places I'd never seen because when I'm driving, I'm not paying attention. Right. So again, I'm like, wow, look, there's this pizza joint down here. I'm going to have to try it out. Exactly. I think that's how you trip along like some of the cooler hole in the wall places in, in Wichita or wherever yeah. is just by walking and kind of maybe getting lost yeah. along the way. So yeah. yeah, for sure. All right. So we're going to mix it up a little bit. So it's just kind of some general questions that I kind of ask everybody. Okay. So um, what is something you often recommend to people, whether it's a book, a podcast, yeah. a show? Um, you know, in general, what I recommend to people is if you've lived one place your entire life, leave. Yeah. You can always go back. Sure. Um, you know, I, I would say that I'm not sitting in this seat right here. If I didn't take the risk and, you know, move to Southern California, didn't move to New York City, yeah. moved to New Orleans and then moved here, um, I think I'm I think I'm a lot more worldly and yeah. um, because I've got to experience different I mean different cultures. That's yeah. kinda of really 100%. what it is. So, you know, when everyone asks me, Well, have you adjusted to Wichita? I've done this. Yeah. So, you know, I really when I got here, you know, March twentieth you know, I've literally hit the ground running and, and haven't really like skipped a beat. So yeah. I, I always recommend, especially young people, hey, you can always come back. There's mm-hmm. no problem. I mean, I, I went back to Modesto yeah. after you know growing up there for a little bit to 
do what I need to do. But again, I think that's what you want to you get out and yeah and move. Um, yeah, for sure. Do you have any advice for people? Like, what do you have a first thing you do when you go to a new place? Is there like I'm gonna go find a pizza place, or is, yeah. is there anything like that? Um, you know, I usually the first thing I do is try to get into the downtown area, mm-hmm. depending on where it is, yeah. um, and and go do it by myself. Yeah. Um, I think when I was younger it was very. Uh, I was younger was maybe more embarrassed to be somewhere by myself, but now I don't mind yeah. at all. So I think, yeah, Nothing I think that at all. get out to the downtown, meet some people here. Everyone is so nice. You can have five it friends crazy, by the end yeah. of the day. You know yeah. what I mean? So, but yeah, I recommend that. And then a book that I, I recommend to anyone who is in an entertainment, um, in the entertainment industry. And that's what we are. It's mm-hmm. called the power of moments. Okay. Um, it, it is a phenomenal book. My uh, one of my old old district managers at Abercrombie and Fitch, um, yeah. her name's Dana Johnson. She sent me that book, and I I picked it up and I couldn't put it down. I thought it was awesome. Okay, I'll have so, to link that up. Yeah. Cool. I haven't read that one. Uh, w- do you have a favorite failure in any aspect of your life? Um, you know, I think I wouldn't say necessarily a favorite failure. Um, I think for me. You know, just kind of where I am now, I would say that if I didn't go through all the stuff that I went through before, right. I wouldn't be here. Um, and also kind of taking the – and I think also, you know, taking the taking the risks. Yeah. So, you know, at 28 years old, I took an internship, and I was getting paid $350 every two weeks for 80 hours worth of work. So um, that's, that's not very much, you know right. what I mean? And, and not a lot of people would be able to do that. So I'd say my favorite failure is that I had to move back in with mom and dad at 28 years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that got me back on, you know, back on the saddle to where I wanted to go and got my career path to where I wanted to go. So right. I'd say that, you know, sometimes, you know, everyone always wants to move out from mom and dad. They want to get out, want to get out. You know, you should take advantage of it as long as you can yeah. because you're not going to be able to do that your entire life. So for me – I would say the, the the failure of having to move back home sure. um, and take the internship is where I am at right now. So. Yeah, yeah. Look where you're already there. What is your definition of success? Um, I think in any situation where you can learn mm-hmm. and you can get a little bit better means that you've been successful. Um, I don't really ever uh, think it's equivalent to a dollar percentage or mm-hmm. anything like that. Um, I think that if you do the right things, then the right things will happen, um, and that's what success is. So if you're doing everything with integrity, you're doing everything with your due diligence, mm-hmm. you're, you're being responsible, um, and you're really just che- you know checking everything off the list, um, then you're going to be successful. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have to put in the work and you have to put in the grind. You know, a lot of people unfortunately think. Well, I did this, so I should get that, and that's not how w- success is. Okay, we all probably deserve things that we've never gotten before. Mm-hmm. The successful people don't give up, yep. and I think that's really what it is. You just got to keep grinding away. You know, whether you're 28 years old and you're trying to figure out the whole baseball scene, or you know, you're trying to figure out what your career is going to be. You know, in corporate mm-hmm. America, you just got to know that if you continue to work hard and and continue, don't let it stop, and don't let the um, immediacy of not getting what you want, like don't let that get in your way, then you're going to be successful because they always look at those types of people, you know, when mm-hmm. you want to promote them. I love it. I love it. Um, tell me about a life motto you live by or what's the best advice you've ever received? Um, the best advice I ever received is honestly just if you have an opportunity and you don't quite understand 
how to do it or you're not sure if you can, just do it. Mm-hmm. You'll figure it out when you when you go. Don't overthink things. Yeah. Really, just go for it. If you think that's something you want to do, go for it. You can make adjustments later. And I think that's kind of how I've lived my life is, you know, someone told me a long time ago, they said, hey, you know what? If you were riding a donkey in the Kentucky Derby, you would figure a way to win the Kentucky Derby. And I think that's how you have to take that yeah. m- you have to take that mindset. You have to be able to take whatever tools are given to you mm-hmm. and make something work. And you can't use the excuse, well, I don't have this, so I can't do this. Mm-hmm. You have to try to do it as best you can. Sure. And I think you grow to appreciate things better when you don't have everything than when you do have it. So, for yeah. instance – trying to do marketing without a marketing budget, right? People will tell you, well, I don't have a budget. I can't do it. But if you figure out ways to do it, yeah. when you do get a marketing budget, you're going to still be – And you'll be the best at it. You'll be the best at it, and you'll also respect your marketing budget because you never had one before. Yeah, So, very cool. What is a habit you've developed over the past few years that's most improved your life? Ooh, this one is, uh, this one is very simple, uh, making my bed every day. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it sounds silly, but that's the first thing that I do in the morning, mm-hmm. and it's the first thing I've completed. Sure. So I can have a crappy day, but at least I can go home and know, hey, I completed a task for the day. Mm-hmm. That started to that started to have me get into other things, like reading a book once a month. Yeah. And, you know, started jogging and, like, doing right. all these things. It really kind of trickled down to, hey, you can do this. Just do it. Yeah. And finish it every day. Don't let there be an excuse for you not to. What kicked you off to doing that? So um, I saw this social media video of this army general, and he was and it was a okay. video, and it was out probably a couple. It was probably like three years ago or something. Yeah. And that's what he was saying: make your bed every day. Right. I don't know if it's the same one, but um, are you familiar with Jocko Willink? It sounds. He has stuff. a book that okay. he released. He has two books out now. But the first one was Discipline Equals Freedom. Okay. And so I'm not sure if he mentioned that book, but yeah, yeah. similar type of deal. Yeah. Like yeah, the discipline is. Yeah. What where everything starts. Yep. So, um, so what is your favorite part of Wichita Band? So you've kind of a different perspective than some of the other people I've talked to. What's yeah. been your favorite part? Um, ooh, I, you know, I, as far as my favorite part is just honestly how nice and welcoming everyone mm-hmm. is. So meeting, you know, social media, well, I deem our social media influencers in this area such as yourself mm-hmm. or, you know, Miss Wichita or Miss yeah. Kansas or things like that. I think the best part is, you know, we're going to have a friendship after this. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's oh, not yeah. just a, a quick, hey, let's do this. And I feel like that's already kind of developed friendships with people. I've only been here a month. Yeah. You know, and that you don't get to do that everywhere, you know? Right. So I think that's one of the things is if I recommend to anyone who's coming here, including my New Orleans crew, is get out there and experience Start meeting and, people, yeah, yeah. And meet people and network, so. Yeah, for sure. I know that's something that I've experienced just doing the podcast. I've met with, I mean, the first one I did with my brother just to kind of get my feet wet. And yeah. then after that, it's like just reaching out to people. And yeah. now it's like, I'll see those people downtown and yeah. be like, Hey man, what's going on? Yeah. Like, how have you been? And yep. it's been cool to see that. And then also just our experience living in Corpus. Like yeah. there were friendly people there, but people aren't near as friendly as Wichita. Yeah. Wichita yeah. seems to be one of the more friendly yeah. places. So Yeah. You could tell too, uh, in the, the food industry, mm-hmm. food service industry. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of places you go just to fast food and, you know, especially, you know, places in California and New Orleans, you know, those people are not happy to be there. Right. You know, but here it's like, holy crap, you know, they gave me my McDouble and said, <laughs> thank you. You <laughs> right. know what I mean? I right. mean, and it's awesome. And I, I know that people here are like, we just can't believe that. But it is not. It's a rarity. It is not everywhere you right. go, you know. Uh-huh. Um, is there anything 
you wish Wichita had that it doesn't or anything that you miss from New Orleans or California or anything? <laughs> so I joke about this, but one day it's going to come to fruition. I want there to be a surf ranch here. So okay. I don't know if you're familiar <laughs> with the not. surf ranch. So Kelly Slater, one of the most popular yeah, surfers. I, I am familiar uh, with yep. him. So he has this thing called a surf ranch that's in Lamore, California. Kay. Okay. That is landlocked for two and a half hours. There is no water. But he has about this 500-yard, like, pool, mm-hmm. kind of like a wave pool. Yeah. But he has, like, this train thing that comes by, and it creates the perfect wave. Okay. And so they literally have, like, you know, billabong surf tournaments and stuff, like, at this thing in Lemoore, California. Imagine plopping one of those things down with the rest of development here. Oh, man. You can have, you know, <laughs> Kelly Slater come to Wichita. That'd be pretty sweet. That would be cool. cool. You know, yeah. you bring a different brand and feel to it. So. Oh, man. Yeah, I have not heard about that. Yeah, That's you have really to cool. check it out. Yeah. I'm going to look it up. I'll link it up, too. Um, so just a couple more. What does Wichita mean to you? Um, well, for me, as of right now being so new, yeah. it, it's, a, it's, it's kind of like a once-in-a-lifetime uh, opportunity mm-hmm. because not a lot of people get to start a brand new baseball team from scratch right. and not a lot of people get to be as involved in the process that I have so this is I wouldn't even say this is a do-over or a start but it this is like a this is a new start for me yeah in uh, an area that I'm obviously not very familiar with but it's 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 just a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to get to do this so yeah that's awesome um, do you have any final comments or calls to action for Wichita at this point? Um, I think, you know, I think at the end of the day, you know, with everything that's going on, we've just got to trust the process. we got to see what this place is going to be in 10 years. Yeah. We can't get caught up in what it is in six six weeks. Right. You know, I think if everyone trusts that we're going in the right direction and we continue to do these things right. and we make these improvements and, you know, I won't say we're making sacrifices, but – we are we're able to say, hey, okay, it's time to get outside the box. The potential of this city in ten to twenty years is going to rival Austin, Texas. It's yeah. going to rival San Antonio. Those types of places are very similar markets yeah. where mm-hmm. they were. So I would say, you know, for the listeners out there, like, hey, this is a, this is a, the the end game isn't the baseball stadium. You know, the end game is what this entire community is going to look like in twenty years, mm-hmm. and hopefully. You know, we are retaining our talent, and our talent wants to stay here, and they want to invest in the city moving forward because, you know, you know, us being in, you know, our late 20s or, or 30s, mm-hmm. you know, 30 years from now, we're going to we're gonna be retired, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, but we're going to have a legacy that we're going to give to our children mm-hmm. that they're going to take – they're going to take that next 50 years. Yeah. And they're going to take it to the next level. And But we provided them with the blueprint to where they need to go. So Awesome. Cool. Um, so social media, Wichita Baseball 2020. Yeah, Wichita Baseball for Twitter because you can't mm-hmm. have those that long. Care. And then Wichita yeah. Baseball 2020. Awesome. So, yep, yep, I'll link all those up, and we'll continue to share stuff. And yeah. thanks for coming on. Um, yeah, glad thanks to for have coming you. to the trailer. I mean, it looks nicer than you would have thought, huh? Yeah, it's a lot nicer than I thought it would be. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, excited. We'll have to do this again kind of periodically, and especially once the team comes out. Yeah. So very cool. cool. Appreciate it, Bob. Awesome. Thanks. Thank you to everyone who stuck it out and listened to this episode of the Wichita Live podcast. Thanks to the local Wichita band, The Caves, for use of their song. You can find links to everything we discussed in the show notes at wichitalifeict.com. If you have any comments or recommendations for our podcast, feel free to contact us at wichitalifeict at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, hasta luego.